Now, we have a few funny things and a few not so funny things to get to on this week's episode of News Dump, so we should probably start out with a story that's got a mix of both. Also, because there is simply nothing else that will beat the headline, Idiot YouTuber Captured by Taliban. And folks, this guy, he certainly is an idiot. His entire bread and butter was tempting fate by traveling to places that he describes as, quote, the most dangerous places on Earth, while also spending the rest of his time writing a bunch of edgelord posts that have many people online kind of rooting for the Taliban on a this one. A little bit uh, Nazi adjacent in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, now, to set the stage for you a little bit here, this isn't even the first time that he's had to escape the Taliban. Uh, Elliot, please explain to the people. Yeah, and I think we might have talked about this before, yeah, but... This is two years ago and I think we maybe was covered it a on whole two years yeah it was, almost two years it ago. was right when the when Joe Biden when Joe Biden gave up on our it was literally war, that weekend gave up on the war against the Taliban right when we were about to grab victory uh, you just uh, you know 20 years 10 years too late damn you Joe Biden but yes this was he we'll get to it but he went there on purpose because yeah. of the chaos that was happening yeah. with the uh, the American soldiers retreating from the from Afghanistan. So, so this, yeah, yeah, this is English fellow Lord Miles, real name Miles Rutledge, started his journey to online fandom by crawling out of the primordial ooze of 4chan before solidifying his presences on more socially acceptable platforms like YouTube and Twitter. He made headlines back in 2021 when he decided to take a nice, relaxing trip to Afghanistan during the time when the Taliban had just taken over control of the country. He literally timed it so that he would arrive amidst the chaos, and he listed his intentions for visiting on his immigration form as fun, only to then have to be rescued by the British Army, who found him and sent him on an evacuation flight to Dubai. Please don't do this again. <laughs> Please stay the hell out of Afghanistan. Yeah. Sure thing, boss. Uh, this is all while tens of thousands of displaced Afghan citizens, some of whom were working directly with the U.S. and U.K. military and were in imminent danger because of the takeover. Couldn't uh, leave. Yeah, they couldn't leave. Yeah. They were uh, having a real tough time with it. So, yeah, this fucking asshole flies directly into a country in turmoil to post about it online and then has to get rescued, taking up space that could have been used for anyone else. Yeah. Now, after this little excursion and the ensuing media coverage, he wrote a book about the experience, which was released by a publisher whose other releases include uh, straight-up fascist and white nationalist literature, one of which is a children's book that includes the 14 words. Uh, so hopefully you're getting a good idea of you know, what this guy is really all about and who supports him. As his following grew, he would venture off to film himself participating in illegal border crossings and stunts in countries like Uganda, Russia, and Ukraine, only to then make the trip back to Afghanistan, despite having to be rescued just under two years ago. At one point, he also he visited uh, what he considered the most dangerous place on Earth, Brooklyn, New York. Yes. And said it was, uh, Afghanistan's nothing compared to this. Oh, yeah? Mm. How you feel now, Lord Miles? Uh, his social media post came to a halt towards the end of February, and it looks like at some point around then he re-entered Afghanistan and was subsequently captured by the Taliban, uh, and is then put alongside two other British men. And apparently at the same time he was captured, he was captured alongside two Polish people. Uh, so the that, that British urge to be places you shouldn't be. But those the, the two other British men, they, they at least seem to have been there for good reason, which makes the capture of Lord Miles even more frustrating because now he has to be rescued alongside the other guys who were there apparently providing humanitarian aid to the region. Oh, well. So now that he has to be a, a bundled deal with uh, two people who were there for legitimate reasons. Can you imagine the conversations they're having in their... Uh jail cells or wherever the fuck they are. Oh, finally, someone to talk to. So what are you in for? 
Hey, mate. Oh, well, I'm I just hear posting. I just hear having a laugh. <laughs> uh, here's the BBC with more. Three British nationals are currently being held in custody by the Taliban in Afghanistan, a humanitarian organization has told the BBC. Scott Richards from the Presidium Network named one of the men as Kevin Cornwell, 53, from Middlesbrough. Mr. Richards said Mr. Cornwell and another unnamed man had been arrested in January. He confirmed a third man was also arrested on a different date. The third man appears to be Mr. Rutledge. The Home Secretary said the government was in negotiations over the men. The Presidium Network is a UK-based non-profit organization that provides support to communities in crisis, representing the needs of people affected by violence or poverty to international policymakers. Mr. Richards confirmed the organization is representing Mr. Cornwell, a paramedic who works for a charity, and the second unnamed man, but not the third <laughs> British national. Mr. Richards said while there were no official charges as such, the two men's detention on the 11th of January was understood to be over a weapon in a safe in Mr. Cornwell's room, which he said was stored with a license issued by the Afghan Interior Ministry. In a statement to the BBC, Icarus, the charity Mr. Cornwell has worked with as a medic, said it had been working tirelessly alongside the UK Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office to secure Kevin's release. Which just yeah, that these guy is, two things. That guy deserves, uh, you know, intervention by the proper authorities and whatnot on his behalf. I just uh, love the BBC reporting and being like, this guy is a medic who was there on a charitable mission uh, to help the humanitarian crisis. This man, and then there's some other guy who was there uh, because he thought it was funny to shoot guns with the Taliban. Yeah, this guy ran into danger to help. This man <laughs> ran into danger because... For clout. For clout, yeah, <laughs> just for, for the views. It's so uh, odd to see... These people together uh, in such a precarious scenario, but uh, this is the same. Like I always say this uh, about like extreme, like like free climbers. Like people get that get so into extreme sports that they're like just constantly risking their life. I'm like, become a fireman. Like yeah. put the, put this complete like uh, this adrenaline junkie shit. To More actually, miles like, could have been there to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. But like, you know, I don't want to. I hope everyone gets out okay. It's fine, but. It, and, and this gets said too too often, but this specific scenario would actually make for a really funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> what are you in for? Having a laugh. Uh, so meanwhile, yeah, these guys are there helping, uh, you know, and then this guy, some dipshit YouTuber shows up, gets himself captured as well, and now he's dragging down the negotiation and rescue efforts of the other two. Efforts that appear to have been ongoing before Lord Miles even entered the country. It's got to be pretty upsetting. So their reporting continues. The third man is understood to be Miles Rutledge, 23, from Birmingham, who was evacuated from Afghanistan by British armed forces in August 2021. Everyone gets one for free. <laughs> the next one's going to cost you. The former, sorry, I'm going to butcher this, Lowborough University, <laughs> University student has attracted attention by traveling to dangerous countries and posting about it on social media. He previously shared that he chose Afghanistan because he enjoyed dark and extreme tourism. Following his extraction from the country less than two years ago, he told the BBC he was exhausted but relieved and thanked the British Army who had been deployed to support the evacuation of UK nationals from Kabul. Uh, honestly, they should probably just focus on the release of the humanitarian workers for now because if they do bring Miles back, I mean, historically, chances are, it, chances are pretty high he's just going to immediately return to the country. Anyway. They need to take this man's passport away. Yeah. I think they can do that in the UK. They don't have as many rights. Take his passport away. <laughs> On orders of the king. Well, he's already shown that he will uh, cross borders illegally, no problem. So, uh, you know. I Yeah, I mean, 
I, he could you know, hang it down in Calais or go into Calais from Dover. I don't remember how it works, but people do it every day. Yeah. So yeah, he could find a way out pretty easily. This is this is what he does. So uh, he, I don't know. He could steal that man's jetpack and go across the English Channel in <laughs> yeah, that's 15, true. 20 minutes. As long as he has a, a landing point halfway through. To... Or he could get one of those giant inflatable balls and just run across the sea. You know what he should do? The most dangerous uh, extreme tourism of all. Flying around in a Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the next step, really. But in another story about YouTubers finding themselves at the intersection of fucking around and finding out, yeah. we are in no way going to intentionally gloat or be misconstrued as promoting gun violence in this gun violence plagued country of ours. It is bad, of course. But this is one of those stories that seems almost inevitable, and uh, as many have pointed out, the strongest argument for gun ownership <laughs> that, uh, that has ever pre presented itself in this no, country. No, no, no. You know, no, you, no. you think you're against, uh, you know, arming yourself out, just being constantly armed and in, living in fear, but then a situation like this comes around, and you're like, no, I kind of get it. <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> anyway. The guy didn't die, so we can, you can laugh. I won't laugh. Yeah, we're not going to laugh. Do I look like I'm laughing? No, we're, we're having a very serious conversation yeah. here. Uh, he's fine. He's talking. And, so, he has, and he hasn't learned shit. So we <laughs> can kind of make fun of 21-year-old Tanner Cook, who is a member of a YouTube pranks channel called Classified Goons, and was shot while attempting a public prank at a Washington, D.C. area shopping mall by the person who was being pranked. Who could have possibly seen this coming, especially in this country? I'm kind of shocked it took this long. <laughs> I am shocked and appalled. But yeah, I mean, you're going... And I have sent so many thoughts and prayers over to this hospital where he is, uh, you know, recovering. And uh, I guess it worked this one time. Yeah, so maybe we're out of touch. But we just assumed that the whole YouTube prank thing was kind of played out and that the countless videos from the 2010s where people received instant karma would dissuade future generations from utilizing this extremely annoying and very stupid method of going viral. At a certain point, it seems like most of the YouTube prank content that anyone was watching was all just completely fucking fake. Which yeah. is like, okay, whatever. And also YouTube made a point to deprioritize it yeah. because it was they were going viral by, in many cases, putting themselves directly in harm's yeah. way. So I guess, uh, or kissing, uh, uh, you know, kissing. It's it's kissing pranks. What's the prank? Yeah, down at down at Venice Beach. Whatever happened? Prank. Whatever happened to prank invasion? I don't know, and I don't care. I probably some pretty dark shit. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I would assume we maybe. we didn't know prank channels were still around, but alas, despite Gen Z's many wins, they seem to have their own shitheads among them who find it funny to bother normal people in public who are just trying to go about their day. I saw one recently that was like. These little fucking shitheads going around Home Depot putting those buckets yeah. on people's heads. I'm like, holy shit. Didn't that guy like, get him in a chokehold at one point? Yeah, no, like, that's that's some shit that's going to get your fucking ass kicked, and they will be totally in the right to do it. You don't put a fucking bucket on people's heads. Yeah, that's assault, brother. It literally is. Please stop bothering people. Mind your own business. <laughs> I thought we were over this. No one wants to be in your stupid, misguided content. So, according to Insider, their previous big brain hilarious pranks include things like going behind the counter at a fast food restaurant. Fuck off. They don't pay me enough for this shit. Trailing strangers in stores. Nope. That's stalking. Yep. Uh, and pretending to vomit on Uber drivers. So, just making uh, making underpaid workers' lives even harder than they already are. Yes. these Good are Good content. And, and as you will soon find out, these are privileged fucking assholes whose parents are probably as bad as they are. 
So yeah, in, in, all, uh, this content though, incredible thought-provoking stuff, exactly the kind of things that you want to be promoting uh, on, on this platform and elsewhere. So this latest prank, if you want to call it that, uh, apparently had something to do with Google Translate, and it follows a theme of the more modern prank videos um, where people find themselves bombarding unsuspecting uh, uh, people with loaded questions and also a lot of times just blatant sexual innuendo. Cool. There's a lot Harassment. of this, this uh, you know, uh, attack interview on like 6th Street in Austin yeah, yeah, yeah. or Bourbon Street in New Orleans where it's like, let's get, you know, people to say, or let's get them to say fucked up things and then film yeah, it. you're doing taxi cab confessions, but on the street. Or, or just antagonizing them to get a reaction. That, yeah. That's a lot of it. Again, it's just being annoying. It's shoving their way into people's personal space, recording their reactions, and trying to get them to say something stupid or offensive or overreact so where they look bad. And then and then jumping around like maniacs, like, oh! It's, it's the worst kind of content. Anyways... They picked the wrong guy to annoy this time. Uh, and Tanner Cook was subsequently shot in the stomach over it. Wow, that's a, that's a shame. That is, that is a shame. Here's Insider again with more. A 21-year-old man said he was recording a practical joke for his YouTube channel in a mall in Dulles, Virginia, when a prankee got mad and shot him in the abdomen. Tanner Cook, a prankster on the YouTube page Classified Goons, was in intensive care on Sunday after a bullet pierced his stomach and liver, according to the CBS News affiliate station WUSA. Speaking to WUSA from his hospital bed, Cook said, I was playing a prank, a simple practical joke, and this guy didn't take it very well and shot me. His father told Insider that a detective on the case told him that Cook's prank involved Google Translate and Cook was asking a guy some questions and had his phone in his face and he didn't appreciate it. In earlier videos, his victim became aggressive and even called the police. But on Sunday, Cook got his most shocking response yet. He and his friend were recording a prank video near the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> in Dulles Town Center Mall's food court when the suspect, Alan Coley, allegedly pulled out a semi-automatic pistol and shot him. Yep. Shot in the fucking liver. Yeah. Uh, That's, uh... Continues, the elder cook said he was concerned at Coley's response to being offended. Quote, so what happened was he got offended and decided to shoot my son because he was offended at what my son was doing. Um... And, and so I just think there's a greater issue here with too many people being offended, rightly or wrongly, and then going out of control, he said. Um, yeah, I mean, there might be a larger conversation there, but I would say in the short term, don't film fucking prank videos in public, you fucking asshole. Yeah, so his dad isn't even focusing on, like, the whole gun thing, and that's probably on purpose, and just went straight for the, everyone is just so triggered these days. Yeah. So his dad's definitely using this as a, uh, yeah, my, talking point. My son, when, when that, my son, the hero. When that bullet entered my son's stomach, that, that was the greatest cancellation of all, right <laughs> after the cancellation of Jesus that, Christ. Actually, that was the day democracy died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, bravo. Wonder where his son gets it from. Anyways, Cook's father, however, told Insider that he forgives the shooter. Quote, even though this guy tried killing my son, I forgive him. Look, I've wanted to shoot my son a lot of times. I get it. I doubt it. I, d I bet they're best friends. In the same way that mother-daughter toxic relationships, yeah. best friend toxic relationships yeah. exist, there are absolutely like the father-son dynamic duo where the dad has raised his son to be exactly like him. And because for some reason he doesn't have friends of his own that are his age. Hmm. So luckily his son is his best friend. Yeah. Okay. And we go kill animals together. My son is my king. We drink together. We party together. We fuck together. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyways, uh, his quote continues, I'm not offended because I serve a God, the God of the Bible, Jesus, and he instructs me how to live. Did Jesus tell you to go to the mall and uh, <laughs> harass people for uh, YouTube views? Is that what Jesus told you to do? I think there's a couple quotes in the Bible that would uh, be pretty antithetical to that. So, eh. anyways, uh, his quote does continue. Uh, the God of the Bible, Jesus, and he instructs me how to live, and that's to not live in offense. Be he did the offense thing again. Well, Jesus would have not been offended by this. <laughs> live in offense because these are the kind of things that can happen if you're consumed with anger and offense, he said. How many, what's, can we get an offense tracker on that? This guy seems to be the one offended. Yeah. Seems to be the one that's triggered. Well, his son got triggered. Bazinga. But uh, <laughs> oh, we said we wouldn't laugh. Sorry. Uh, okay, so are you ready for this, though? Final quote from the article. Get your shit together. Here we go. Despite his injuries, Cook told WUSA that he intends to continue making prank videos. You know what to do. I think he should He should uh, group up with that Lord Miles, and they should go on an excursion together somewhere. Yeah. I, you know, I've never owned a gun, and I'm going to head down to the police station <laughs> and apply for my concealed carry permit tonight. Let's go. Susan, well, she doesn't work here anymore. He is saying things that are legally accurate and correct. Uh, I can't wait for Lord Miles and this, uh, you know, community goon or whatever uh, prank goons channel to be. Uh, we we commandeered a Chinese spy balloon. What happened next will shock you. They need to put all these people on an island together so they can just prank each other. Prank all island. Yeah, prank island. Let's go. Whew. Anyway, now we should definitely dip into the far more serious stories yeah. now that we've tricked you into watching this episode by dunking on YouTubers. You fell for it again, and now you have to hear real news. So there is some insane bullshit happening in Tennessee right now, and you might be confused because there's kind of just been insane bullshit happening in Tennessee this entire year. Bullshit of an endless uh, amount of shades. Yeah. So far, uh, so, so far we've had a, a horrific school shooting, bans on drag shows, bans on gender-affirming care, extreme limits on abortion access, and also a lieutenant governor who was so horny on Maine that he got caught simping over a twink's Instagram feed. Yeah. Now you can add the removal of political opponents from their positions to the list because this week the Republican-controlled House chamber in Tennessee voted to oust Democratic state representatives because they participated in a protest against gun violence in the wake of the shooting at a Christian school in Nashville. And they were able to successfully remove two of the three state reps after a vote. Do you want to guess what the difference was between the two that were ousted and the one that wasn't? Yep, you're right. They yeah. were black and she's white. And Gloria Johnson, who participated in the protest, told someone interviewing her that she believes it was, in fact, the reason her job was spared. Mm -hmm. Here's the New York Times with more on all this. Hundreds of students, parents, and teachers have marched to the state capitol since the Covenant school shooting on March 27th and have held demonstrations at the capitol to demand action by the legislature to toughen gun laws. Last Thursday, Representatives Jones, Pearson, and Johnson, whose districts are in Nashville, Knoxville, and Memphis, the state's three largest cities, interrupted the legislature by chanting, No action, no peace, on the House floor. Legislative proceedings were forced to a halt. The Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, responded by comparing the three lawmakers to the rioters who breached the U.S. Capitol in 2021. Yep, this is what they're going for, because mm -hmm. they're like, well, that's all those people did. I mean, they just showed up and exercised their free speech, so um, 
And it's like, wouldn't it be a shame if you got in trouble for doing that? Yeah. Uh, so he called their actions unacceptable and a violation of House rules of decorum and procedure. By Monday, he had revoked their ID access to the state capitol building and had stripped two of the three lawmakers of their committee assignments. And they add that expulsions of lawmakers from state legislatures have been rare in American history. Six lawmakers were expelled from the Tennessee House in 1866, immediately after the Civil War, for seeking to prevent the ratification of the 14th Amendment, which granted citizenship to formerly enslaved people. Since then, the House of Representatives in Tennessee has only voted twice to oust a lawmaker. Both votes were bipartisan. In 1980, after a sitting lawmaker was convicted of soliciting a bribe, and in 2016, after the House Majority Whip faced allegations of sexual misconduct while in office. Across the country, most expulsion cases have involved state lawmakers who faced criminal charges or accusations of sexual misconduct. So, yeah. yeah. And we already told you what the, you know, the result of the vote was, but here's the quote from their updated reporting anyway. On Thursday, two of the lawmakers, Representatives Justin Jones and Justin J. Pearson, were expelled from the House, a dramatic act of political retribution. But the third lawmaker, Representative Gloria Johnson, survived. And yeah, here's some video clips for you. I mean, the first is where Gloria Johnson is asked directly why she thinks she was spared. Here you go. You, I will answer your question. It might have to do with the color of our skin. And here are some very passionate speeches from Justin Jones and Justin J. Pearson leading up to the vote where they were ultimately removed from their positions. Uh, just, here you go. For years, one of your colleagues who was an admitted child molester sat in this chamber. No expulsion. One member sits in this chamber who was found guilty of domestic violence, no expulsion. We had a former speaker sit in this chamber who is now under federal investigation, no expulsion. We have a member still under federal investigation, no expulsion. We had a member pee in another member's chair in this chamber, no expulsion. In fact, they're in leadership. What you're saying to us, since you're trying to put us on trial, I'll say what you're really putting on trial is the state of Tennessee. What you're really showing for the world is holding up a mirror to a state that is going back to some dark, dark roots. We and you are seeking to expel District 86's representation from this house in a country that was built on a protest in a country that was built on a protest. You who celebrate July 4th, 1776, pop fireworks and eat hot dogs. You say to protest is wrong because you spoke out of turn, because you spoke up for people who are marginalized. You spoke up for children who won't ever be able to speak again. You spoke up for parents who don't want to live in fear. You spoke up for, for, for Larry Thorne who was murdered by gun violence. You spoke up for people that we don't want to care about in a country built on people who speak out of turn, who spoke out of turn, who fought out of turn to build a nation. And yet, absolute insanity. Just crazy. Uh, well, you know, they, I hate turning... 
They did January 6th. So, oh, I mean, yep, the they're, same they're thing. Lucky they're not uh, in prison. This is uh, this is uh, worrisome. This is yeah, a lot of power flexing going to be going on in Republican-controlled government in various. I mean, states. they are a they, they are a desperate party that is uh, maybe not willing to uh, even consciously admit to themselves that this is the case, but they're. They're losing a lot of ground. Time has is not being kind to them, and it's forcing them to mm. take uh, extreme steps to hold on to what power they do have. And based on the reaction from uh, the students, teachers, parents, and people across the country, this is probably going to have the opposite effect on whatever elections come next for these lawmakers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, potentially nationwide. Cause uh, and it's not just this; it's it's fucking everything. Like every poll that comes out about like what normal fucking people think about like grooming and the woke agenda and all that. Like yeah. most normal people are just like, I don't fucking care. Like yeah. please, please focus on issues that like improve our daily lives. And the Republicans like they lose the fucking midterms. Absolutely like, no, not. We're gonna keep doing it. Bud Light is gay now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fucking we, shoot my Bud Light. Oh, okay. we get to it. We get yeah. to it. But let's move on. Uh, let's move up. Let's move up the ladder. Moving on up to uh, the the most consequential governing body of all, the U.S. Supreme Court. Where on Thursday of this week, it was revealed that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has, uh, oops, been receiving and enjoying lavish gifts and luxury trips from a Republican billionaire. For decades. What? But I, Clarence Thomas was so clean, yeah. so uh, on the level. As this far as ethics go, I mean, him and his wife have been on the level, yeah, right? They're, uh, yeah, just a role model family right yeah. there. So surely these incredible excursions and luxurious accommodations that happened on a consistent basis for over 20 years didn't have any effect at all on his work at the Supreme Court, where he is partly responsible for how our country functions at all, right? This all stems from a massive bombshell report published by ProPublica, and we will leave a link down in the description below so you can read the entire thing. But here are a few quotes from uh, their reporting titled, Clarence Thomas and the Billionaire. In late June 2019, right after the U.S. Supreme Court released its final opinion of the term, Justice Clarence Thomas boarded a large private jet headed to Indonesia. He and his wife were going on vacation, nine days of island hopping in a volcanic archipelago on a super yacht staffed by a coterie of attendants and a private chef. If Thomas had chartered the plane and the 162-foot yacht himself, the total cost of the trip could have exceeded $500,000. Fortunately for him, that wasn't necessary. He was on vacation with real estate magnate and Republican mega-donor Harlan Crow, who owned the jet and the yacht too. For more than two decades, Thomas has accepted luxury trips virtually every year from the Dallas businessman without disclosing them, documents and interviews show. A public servant who has a salary of $285,000, he has vacation on Crow's superyacht around the globe. He flies on Crow's Bombardier Global 5000 jet. He's gone with Crow to the Bohemian Grove, Whoa. the exclusive California all-male retreat. Something's going on down there in Bohemian Grove. <laughs> and to Crow's sprawling ranch in East Texas. And Thomas typically spends about a week every summer at Crow's private resort in the Adirondacks. Oh, is it illegal to have friends now? <laughs> and fun? <laughs> uh... Yes, especially when you don't disclose that. Uh, yeah, so... these are clearly, you have been gifted and look, dare I say, there's probably going to be more where this comes from. B 
because and people are being so fucking. Like, it's the same with like the Trump thing, where people, the libs, you can't depend on them. Fucking. I mean, I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about the 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 sort of columnist, uh, professional libs who talk a big talk, but the second there's actually a chance to. Uh, charge Trump with a crime, they're like, well, I don't know. And it's the same thing with this fucking Clarence Thomas thing where they're like, oh, well, I, what are we going to do? I don't know. If we if we try to impeach Clarence Thomas, that's politicizing the Supreme Court. He's like, bitch, that's what he was fucking doing. He was politicizing the Supreme Court. His wife propagated fucking yeah. election denial conspiracies. Yeah, the, the, the whole, if you're worried about the Supreme Court being politicized, that ship sailed a long fucking time ago. Yeah, it's time to fix it, Yeah, you see. Uh, so yeah, uh, it continues. The extent and frequency of Crow's apparent gifts to Thomas have have no known precedent in the modern history of the U.S. Supreme Court. These trips appeared nowhere on Thomas's financial disclosures. His failure to report the flights appears to violate a law passed after Watergate that requires justices, judges, members of Congress, and federal officials to disclose most gifts. Two ethics law experts said... Well, who knows more about the law? Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court justice, or just two ethics law experts? Uh, he also should have disclosed his trips on the yacht, these experts said. Thomas did not respond to a detailed list of questions. In a statement, Crow acknowledged that he'd extended hospitality <laughs> to the Thomases over the years. Oh, you're trying to make it illegal to be Southern now? <laughs> He's Texas, not real Southern, but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, but said that Thomas never asked for any of it and was no different from the hospitality we have extended to our many other dear friends. Huh, I'd like a list of those friends. Yeah. By accepting the trips, <laughs> Thomas has broken long-standing norms, My for, norms. <laughs> for judges' conduct, ethics experts, and four current or retired federal judges said. God, my norms. We must protect my norms. I, my norms are falling all over the place. I can't hold them all. It's incomprehensible to me that someone would do this, said Nancy Gertner, a retired federal judge appointed by President Bill Clinton. When she was on the bench, Gertner said she was so cautious about appearances that she wouldn't mention her title when making dinner reservations. It was a question of not wanting to use the office for anything other than what it was intended. Virginia Cantor, a former government ethics lawyer who served in administrations of both parties, said Thomas seems to have completely disregarded his higher ethical obligations. When a justice's lifestyle is being subsidized by the rich and famous, it absolutely corrodes public trust, said Cantor, now at the watchdog group Crew. Quite frankly, it makes my heart sink. So th this is just the latest in a long string of controversies for Justice Thomas, who recently made headlines when he refused to recuse himself from cases that touched on the involvement of his wife, Ginny, in efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Because, yeah, she did that. It's, it's not good. No. This man should not be on the Supreme Court. In fact, we should abolish the Supreme Court. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get it's, rid it, of it. It has clearly failed at its intended purpose. Let it go. Yeah. What, what do we need that shit for anyway? Yeah. I had a good run. Some great, some great decisions. Some not so great decisions. Yeah. Nuke it. Get rid of it. We need to bring in the Supreme Court, but it's just that hype beast brand. Yeah. Yeah. Or we get rid of the Supreme Court. We start a new Supreme Court. I've had this idea for a while. Yeah. Uh, but it's like jury duty. Everyone in America is eligible to serve on the Supreme Court. And it's televised? Yes. Good. Yeah. That's another thing. They don't even they don't even let you televise the Supreme Court. Bullshit. Well, I'm wondering if there will be any more uh, amazing discoveries related to uh, the lavish, uh, seemingly unattainable lifestyles of Supreme Court justices. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a whole thing with, like, 
with Brett Kavanaugh, like the whole uh, the Me Too thing kind of overshadowed uh, something that yeah. has been completely forgotten where it's like... His debt was yeah, expunged. He was in debt for like half a million dollars and then like suddenly he wasn't. He's just like, gone, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, what that, happened there? That debt was taken care of. <laughs> and uh, no further questions, my honor. So anyway, yes, hopefully they... Hopefully something happens with Clarence Thomas, but again, unprecedented. And again, even people who like ideologically should be in favor of doing something about it I have cold feet whenever the opportunity to actually well, cause change And happens. that's also because it, they're now terrified that doing anything would result in uh, the opposite being done to them right. for much dumber reasons, like okay. it was explained in the previous sure. Tennessee case, where it's like, oh, 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 well, January 6th was bad? Well, now all protests are bad. Okay, so if if fucking like Sonia Sotomayor has been accepting like <laughs> yeah, get rid of millions her. of dollars in uh, gifts that she hasn't uh, been, you know, accounting for, yeah, she should go. So no, but that look into that, I guess. I, no, that would be uh, the opposite end. Would be her uh, actually being like, uh, yeah, I'm a Supreme Court justice, and I would like a table at this restaurant. They would put that on the same level yeah. as vacationing in Indonesia for you know a week and a half and island hopping on a yacht. So, anyway, yeah. yeah, but it's, I mean, Clarence Thomas has no shame, so he would have to be, he's not resigning, he would have to be impeached. We'd love to see that, but yeah, at the risk of sounding overly pessimistic, seems unlikely. The court is still stacked in favor of conservatives, and impeaching a Supreme Court justice is just, it doesn't, doesn't happen. So, yeah, I don't know, how the fuck would that even work? Uh, well, I'd love to see how. Anyways, let's reel you back in from the pits of hell, but not all the way, not all the way, because we have some absolute insanity to show you from this past week, and we should probably start with one of the lamest, one of the dorkiest videos that we have seen all year. Now, one of our favorite genre of internet videos has to be when conservatives protest things that they don't like by giving a bunch of money to those things and then wasting it uh, by destroying whatever product yeah, or thing it is. That's how boycotting works, right? You yeah. buy as much of it as you can, so you like destroy it and make a video of it. Uh huh. And this is despite, like we just said, having spent the money on the product to make the statement. Well, yeah. And we've seen it all. We've seen people lighting their Nikes on fire. We've seen people buying Starbucks lattes so they can have little lame jokes written on them. Burning Super Bowl tickets. Burning NFL Super Bowl. Awards. Yep. Uh, and more recently, the uh, the previous pinnacle of stupidity, protesting electric stoves by lighting and burning a gas stove for hours on end during a time when natural gas prices were historically high. In some cases, 300% higher than normal. Yeah. That is a what, gigantic what, bill. What are you triggered? You Must be. By my He's gonna be triggered waste. when he gets the bill. Fifteen hundred. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are so owned. Every time this happens, please keep doing it. I have never felt dumber than when you know people do this. It really offends me. Uh, you know, you burn all that natural gas and get a two thousand dollar bill in the mail. You 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 got everyone really good with that one, genius. Yeah. Way to go. So this new one might even it might even top all those because it involves arguably the biggest celebrity in conservative circles kid rock yeah and he's showing just how badass american badass he yeah. is by shooting a bunch of beer cans with a gun my precious cans beer cans that you would assume he spent money to buy I yeah mean, we'll get to the video but for a little backstory conservatives are upset with budweiser specifically bud light because the brand partnered with a trans influencer named dylan mulvaney on a sponsored video challenge where people could submit videos of themselves carrying beer for a chance to win fifteen thousand dollars this was enough to completely set them off, and there have been vocal protests and dumb fucking videos being posted ever since. 
And now let's show you how 52-year-old Republican darling Kid Rock reacted to this controversy. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. God, he's so cool. He is the coolest person oh I have my God. ever seen. I wish that he, he could... is not triggered. Luckily, Bud Light's going to be triggered when they see that video. Yeah, luckily, he's already been to the White House, so he doesn't need to go again, because I believe that this is something that Joe Biden would extend his hand and say, sir, you've done the entire country a great honor. Please come visit us down at the White House. Right. Yeah. Is Sarah Palin going to be there? And Ted Nugent? Ted Nugent, who uh, was on a podcast with Kyle Rittenhouse. So uh, cool. lots of good company meeting up... Uh, and having great... Great minds. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, of course, riveting stuff. But while we're on Chud Watch, uh, <laughs> during the whole Trump arrest media blitz, there were no shortage of interviews involving people who had come out to support the former president and scream at the top of their lungs about how this was some sort of injustice or something. But you know, some people out there really took things to the next level and used their chance in the limelight to show off the kind of geniuses that represent the Republican Party. Now, of all the clips that we saw, this one stood out as maybe the greatest. So please enjoy this woman who sounds like she's from the area, probably we had to guess Staten Island or uh, maybe New Jersey. Lovely accents. Wearing a bomber jacket that's covered in Trump's face and the American flag over a QAnon shirt. QAnon. Folks, these people vote. All right. So for deep state, the, the delete the elite 1%, all roads lead to fucking where? Vatican and then Switzerland, right? Okay, we know that. Switzerland, that's where the bitch was. When I say bitch, I'm talking about the devil himself, right? And you're like, and the God. I don't believe in the devil. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you fucking do. Because there's the devil. If there's the devil, there's God. Listen, did the devil create you? I don't believe in God, so. But the creator created you, bro. Who created you? Who created your ass? Listen, bro. Listen, bro. There's two, there's two, there's, there's the creator of all creation, the source of all sources. Call it whatever you want. Buddha, Taoism, I don't care. There's the creator of all creation, the source of all sources. That's it. When you're with the devil, you will know it, because you know why? Because your life will become a total living hell. Woo. All right, all right. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was actually Elliot in costume. Mm. Yeah. We know, we know what you're thinking. Talk about movies. I thought this was a gaming channel or something like that. We hear you. Yeah. We hear you loud and clear. Games. Well, we got both now, yeah. So, yeah, the Mario Brothers movie's out. And for some reason, um, wires must have gotten crossed over on the Associated Press Twitter account because one of their tweets created some accidental art this week when they featured a promotional image from the Super Mario Brothers movie with this blurb attached to it. And it's just, it's Mario and Luigi looking yeah. happy as hey. ever, just bright, vivid. Yeah, here's what they wrote. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. 
So the post is still up, by the way, most likely because they embrace the meme of it all and the fact that it received millions upon millions of views. A view's a view. That's true. And that also rhymes. And I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I, you know, on last week's news dump, I knew that I was going to offend some viewers out there, and those viewers definitely got so triggered that they went right onto Twitter and called for Daddy Mr. Shadows to come defend their honor, and... Well, he did, and we didn't reply to them because they were very... Well, he was nice enough, but uh, their guitarist just did the boomer sideways laughing emoji a bunch. Oh, you're talking about, what, Avenged Sevenfold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I didn't respond because uh, who cares? But, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything about the Super Mario Brothers. And here's the thing. Look, first of all, I just... Look, I loved... It looked great. It was a, it was a very pretty movie. It just kind of sucked story-wise. I love And seeing, it doesn't matter uh, because it's for children, yeah. so why should I even say anything? I love seeing people online, you know online nerds being like, hey, wait a minute. It's like this movie's for kids or something. It's for kids, like, so yeah, it doesn't it matter. Is. It doesn't matter what I think. You're I, an adult. I thought it would maybe be better because there are kids' movies that do, you know, break the mold and uh, go above and beyond. Uh, it, recently, Puss in Boots. What an amazing film. Sounds that was way better than it ever needed to be. Puss in Boots sounds pornographic. Yeah. We're going to get demonetized for talking about Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots has been banned from the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Paddington 2. They're, they're, they're making Batman. a Paddington 3. He's going to Peru. He's going back down to Peru to uh, do a coup. And, uh, you know, Lego Batman. But there's good stuff out there. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to get but into hey, it. Hey, at least we still have the original Super Mario Brothers. Which movie. is a fucking masterpiece which is, and a triumph. Which is now officially the definitive Super yeah, Mario Yeah, it is Brothers the better movie. one. Without When I was watching it, I was like, with there is zero doubt in my mind. The original is so much better than this one. Yeah, I mean, look, Chris Pratt, whatever. Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper, John Leguizamo. This one also, yeah, I know, it's it's amazing. But this one in particular is a, a pretty, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but it, it's a pretty clear-cut case for please, please bring back actual voice actors because if you closed your eyes in this movie, you would, aside from the like one female voice actor, uh, you wouldn't know who was talking because everyone sounds the same. Yeah, bring back voice actors. Do it. Anyway, before we go, here's something movie related, but also related to 9-11. Yeah. Uh, so there was a long-standing rumor in Hollywood that the 9-11 terror attacks happened during the production of comedian Dana Carvey's um, masterpiece, <laughs> The Master of Disguise. We all own it on Blu-ray, DVD, and VHS, don't we, That's folks? Right, the yeah. Master of Disguise. It never went in the vault. I don't think it was Disney, but... Um, so, yeah, we, we don't remember much about the movie, what happens in it. We do remember the trailer, though, because, uh, you know, he's a Master of Disguise. He gets dressed up in all kinds of goofy costumes, and most notably... He, he wears a, some sort of turtle costume. He goes, oh, I'm not here. For, I'm here for the turtle party. Turtle, turtle. Yeah, that's I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, as the story goes, 9-11 happened around when Dana Carvey was filming this masterpiece and specifically where he's when he was dressed up as the turtle. And because the makeup and costume were so tedious to get on and off. Uh, they did their mourning for the victims and for the country while Dana Carvey was in the nearly complete costume as the, the giant turtle man. And this this has been floating around on the internet for a while. I believe it was on the trivia section of the IMDb page for a long time. Then it would get screenshotted uh, pretty regularly. Yeah. But it was finally, just this week, confirmed by Dana Carvey himself on his podcast 
which I guess he hosts with David Spade. They it's got pretty good. I've, heard, I've listened to a couple episodes uh, previously. It's, it's pretty okay. good. Yeah. Uh, here's more information from The Independent. Dana Carvey has said that a viral rumor about his whereabouts on the day of 9-11 is in fact true. I wish they would have just stopped right there because that <laughs> sentence alone is perfect. Dana Carvey has said that a viral rumor about his whereabouts on the day of 9/11 is Dana in fact Carvey, true. are you gonna let, let the rumors, uh, <laughs> you know, put the rumors to rest about where you were on 9/11? <laughs> but it does, con unfortunately, continues. Uh, the comedian was filming The Master of Disguise at the time of the terror attacks. In the film, he plays secret agent Pistachio Disguises. <laughs> I miss old comedy. What? <laughs> Who disguises himself as many characters throughout the film. For years, it has been claimed that September 11th was the day that Carvey was filming scenes in one of the film's most striking disguises, a bizarre-looking humanoid turtle, and that he observed a moment of silence while wearing it. <laughs> Quote, It's kind of a sensitive topic, but after 9-11, I was shooting a movie called Master of Disguise, he told his co-host David Spade. We took an appropriate time off and went back to shooting, and I was playing, if you've seen the movie, kids, the Turtle Man, with a bald cap and a weird thing on my lip and a big green shell outfit. Uh, he continued, I was in the costume all that day, and then they said, we're going to have a group prayer about 9-11. And I, I couldn't get the thing. I, I would have held everyone for a half hour getting all the prosthetic make makeup off. So as I remember it, Everyone else was in civilian clothes. I'm dressed as the turtle man with a bald head, and I'm holding hands and lowering my head and praying, and I just thought at the moment, this is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> he said he recalls them getting the shell, but said they couldn't get the turtle head or the turtle lip off. Carvey described the situation as very ridiculous and expressed disbelief that someone would even repeat that <laughs> dumb story. I do, uh, like... Oh, man, it's just very strange. <laughs> the idea of just the production, you know, it's post 9-11 and you think about, you know, the world healing and what it needs to heal. And, you know, the world does have to laugh. Yeah. And uh, so I'm assuming at this point in time, they were like, look, we're doing the Lord's work here. Yeah. We are bringing... America it, needs this movie. It's like Tom Cruise doing the Top Gun thing, yeah. where he's like, he, instead of a big blow up on set, Dana Carvey was just, you know, mourning the victims. But like, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, we are bringing the people back together. Master of Disguise is going to bring people back into the theaters and make them laugh again. Yeah. But we need to be, you know, at least aware and, you know, maybe say a few words about the people who did unfortunately perish on this terrible day. Dana, can you please take the costume off? Um, no, I can't do it. <laughs> um, you know, not a funny day, but uh, a funny uh, kind of situation that he was inadvertently put in. Yeah. He also, uh, I don't know if it was this podcast, he apparently does a really, really good Jordan Peterson impression. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's been following this for a long time or not, but I'm... he, like, he came out, he's like, he's made fun of Jordan Peterson on his show, and a bunch of, like, his fans were like, oh, he's getting political, and he's just like, shut the fuck up. It's funny. He's he does a funny voice. George Bush on yes. Saturday Night Live. What are you talking about? But yeah, his Peterson impression is, like, one of the better ones I've heard. Yeah, he, well, he, that's his entire fucking gig. So, of course, he's going to yeah, be good at pretty much anything. Yeah, he's an impressionist. Yes. The, the, it, just go watch old episodes of SNL. I mean... Yeah, he was on, uh, there's a really, really good episode. He's been on a couple times, but there's a really good episode of uh, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes where mm. he's the guest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, on that you know show, they get kind of deep with things, but it's it's incredibly fascinating 
when you do get Dana Carvey serious, and he'll be talking about something serious and then go completely off the wall with an impression of something. It's uh, jarring but very funny. Yeah. I respect him and I want to be friends with him. Please watch our show and hit me up. Thank you. Anyways, uh, if you want to make our show bigger than it already is and get the attention of people like Dana Carvey, yeah. uh, then we're going to need your like. We're going to need your subscription. We're going to need your comment down below. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, we got these other videos over here. Tech News Day this week. I know what you're thinking. That's old news. But, it's but a this Tech gem. News Day is a hidden gem. It, it is very much. Those are going to pop up in a second, but we do want to say thank you to everyone who uh, became a member this week, uh, left a thank this week, or even just liked a video, subscribed, or commented. You're, you're out there pounding the pavement for us. You're a hidden gem. You are farming the algorithm in, on our behalf, and you are doing great work. We're proud of you. Now the videos are up. Please go watch them, and we'll be back soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye. Bye.